It's a Wednesday. We're halfway through it. We're getting that much closer to the game coming up on Saturday night. Packers taking on the 49ers, Lambeau Field, frigid temperatures, all that kind of stuff. Welcome. Glad to have you today. Hopefully you're enjoying a good day today. We've got James Jones coming up. Remember James Jones? Sure you do. Former wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He is going to be here in about an hour, so stay tuned for that. Uh, In the meantime, a lot of talk about this uh, divisional round playoff matchup. Who's the better team? Rodgers talking about legacy. We're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up here shortly. Aaron Rodgers talking about his legacy. Hmm. I I find that rather interesting. Usually you don't get um, great players talking about legacy as if we would be talking about legacy. Um, they talk about it in the, in the terms of, ah, whatever, wherever the chips fall, that's what happens. You know, I can only go play as well as I possibly can, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but Rogers contemplating legacy and how many opportunities he's going to get at advancing his legacy regarding the postseason. So we're going to hear into all of that coming up in just a bit. In the meantime, he, uh, by the way, it was one of the quotes that said, Uh, Aaron Rodgers, football mortality is something we all think about. And you go back to 15 straight playoff appearances without a Super Bowl appearance for somebody who is considered one of the greatest. Um, You know, Bart Starr obviously has two Super Bowl wins. You look at guys that have had numerous, Joe Montana with four, Terry Bradshaw with four, Troy Aikman with three, Peyton and Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, John Elway, Jim Plunkett, Roger Starbuck, Bob Greasy, Bart Starr, all the way down the list, they all have at least two Super Bowl rings. To get into that elite company, Rodgers needs to get there and get a win. So when you start talking about playoff mentality and football mortality, there's a lot of pressure, I think, on the Green Bay Packers to be successful. So we'll talk about that coming up here. As well, uh, Badgers with a nice win last night. Uh, you know what? Uh, Northwestern's pesky, man. For lack of a better term, I watched that game. I have to admit, I fell asleep at the end. I know, I know, I know. You're like, man, what a lame ass. I know, I agree. I've been kind of battling some of this sinus stuff. So with about uh, 10 minutes to go, as the second half gets underway, uh, I sat down last night, I took a little NyQuil, and I thought I'll just sit here and relax and watch the game. <laughs> you wake up kind of choking on yourself sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I was like damn missed the end of it but the Badgers get a win 82-76 and it's always a a goofy tough place to play uh, against uh, Northwestern so uh, I I get it however however now it's bring on Michigan State now it's bring on Michigan State Johnny Davis dropping 27 last night as uh, the uh, the Badgers knocked off the Wildcats, eighty two seventy six, for their seventh straight win. Seventh straight win. So, good stuff there, uh, Greg Gar. We're going to hear from him as well. So, uh, some comments from last night's contest. But now, you know, if you're in Madison, you got to be you got to be pretty geeked. I mean, so Ben, what is the level of electrical excitement right now regarding Greg Gard? the Badger program, and what's coming up on Friday night. Well, it's at an all-time high, but also, Bill, all the students are coming back this week. So it's going to be a scene on Friday. I can't wait. It should be raucous. I'm going to be at the game. It should be raucous. 
it should be exciting come come Friday night as Michigan State and the Spartans, Tom Izzo's group, come rolling in. We have to get and, you on uh, some energy meds for that game, you know? Can't yeah, you, you know what? I'll be, I'll, no, I'll be up for that game. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I'll be up for that game. You know what I'm going to probably do is if I am not at home, I will probably be somewhere out and about at a, uh, a sports bar of some type watching the game. Yet last night it was just uh, I went uh, to the doctor just to make sure and get checked because uh, I wanted to make sure I've got everything clear. And, I'm, you know, he tested me again. I'm negative. Never had COVID, uh, which I kind of wish I did so I don't have to go through the whole booster thing for, um, for the NFL. But uh, that's another story for another day. So uh, gave me some um, amoxicillin, said, hey, you know, you've got some sinus stuff going on. Let's just treat you. Uh, but most likely, it's just going to be add humidity to your house, continue to blow your nose, all that kind of stuff. But I'm prone to this, so I, I get it really bad. So I can't breathe. But NyQuil can clear me up and allow me to just relax because otherwise I'm concentrating on breathing. Do you, ever, do, you, do you ever get so stuffed up in the middle of the night that you're sitting there and you're actually concentrating on your breathing and it creates an anxiety when you can feel yourself kind of rolling over and trying to breathe back? It's, it's annoying. So that's why I take it, so I can at least relax and go to sleep and get some good sleep. Otherwise, it would be a mess. So I took some Afrin nasal spray. I took the NyQuil, and I'm like, ah. Oh. I sat down. I started watching the game. Like, this is great. And the next thing you know, I'm choking, waking up. It's 1230 at night. I'm laying on the couch. I'm like, man, I got to go to bed. Went up, just staggered up to bed, and uh, and then fell asleep. And then I had to get up this morning and kind of check the box score. But, yeah, it was uh, – Man, it was, it was not good. I wanted to really watch the end of that game. But I will be up, I promise, on Friday night. And then, obviously, uh, Saturday's a big day. Don't forget, by the way, for people that keep asking, I want to remind you, and we'll plaster this all over Facebook, all over social media, uh, but coming up, Saturday night, it's the watch party. We're all going to get together to check out the Packers and the 49ers. We're going to be at Fox's. Fox's is on South 76th Street in Greenfield in the Milwaukee area. And uh, we're brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. The Green and Gold postgame show uh, presented by Bud Light will be on site there. On site there that night. So we're going to watch the game. And then we go on the air right afterwards. Myself, Mike Clemens, Ben Kenny, everybody's going to be here. And we're going to break down what we just witnessed. And hopefully it's a Packer victory over the San Francisco 49ers. So we're going to be there. Coming up Saturday night, Foxes, and I had heard, I had a friend of mine uh, text me and said, hey, can we get tables? And I just said, hey, call Mike over at Foxes. I don't, I don't know if they're reserving tables or what, but uh, they are, uh, he, he said, we got a table of 10 coming. There's some other friends coming over. So it's going to be a packed house. We're going to have a really good time. Look, and they already do big parties anyway. They do big watch parties for the Packers and a bunch of giveaways and everything anyway. So now we're just kind of adding to the fun. But we're going to be at Fox's this coming Saturday night for the Packers and the 49ers on South 76th Street in Greenfield. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Justin says you should be joining us at the bar at Pine Mountain Resort while we wear the Badgers gear in Michigan territory. Oh, Justin, that sounds awesome. That wouldn't be a bad way to go. Not a bad way to go at all. Thomas, by the way, predicting 38-17 Packers get a win. There's going to be, hey, Sue, how you doing? Uh, for those chiming in on the Bud Light live stream. There is two different methodologies for for each team getting a win. And and, and the guys from, uh, from NFLWire.com and from uh, TouchdownWire.com, these are the guys that we have on the program, and they – 
kind of break it down side by side as to how each team can win. Now, Doug Farrar, longtime writer, uh, very, very good. I've watched his stuff for a long time. Uh, he goes from the 49ers point of view, how the 49ers can actually beat the Green Bay Packers. So you tell me if you agree with this. Uh, force Green Bay's run defense off its edge by using a lot of motion and and maybe Trey Lance. You know, when you're down 17-zip in the first half, you're not going to run the ball a whole lot. In Kyle Shanahan's case, this forced him to do what he really doesn't like to do, and that's go away from the run game. So they got to continue with the run game. Packers ranked 26th overall. Specifically ideal for this opponent because the Packers ranked 26th overall in Football Outsiders Adjusted Defensive Line Yards metric. They've allowed 4.28 running back yards per carry this season, and they've been below average in every run defense metric except for open field yards. Because the Packers, on the edge, are not as good as they are up the gut. So Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, they're good. The problem is that Preston Smith... Rashawn Gary, even Whitney Merciless to a certain extent, these guys that are on the outside have not been good at setting the edge. They've allowed running backs to get outside the edge. To get outside the edge. San Francisco did run the ball 21 times, 67 yards, and a couple of touchdowns in the game prior, but uh, a game in which Garoppolo throws the ball 40 times is not ideal. Remember the last time they beat him up in in an NFC Championship game, Garoppolo only threw the ball eight times. Shanahan uses pre-snap motion more than any other offensive play caller, and that holds true on run plays as well. More specifically, um, you can run Trey Lance and move him around, and you can use him almost in a wildcat formation and keep guys guessing. The 49ers did an incredible job switching Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo out and run concepts in the preseason against the Raiders, it's something this offense should work on more often. The second thing is keep Jimmy Garoppolo in early processing situations. In other words, move him around and only give him half of the field to look at. He's not great when it comes to being the, the, the Matrix. He can't read the Matrix. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Give him two targets. Let him go. Roll him out. In week three, Garoppolo attempted just a couple of passes for 20 or more yards uh, overall. He completed one more pass to the Packers than his uh, than he did his own receivers. That was out of 40 total pass attempts and 25 completions for 257 yards and two touchdowns. The interception that was picked off by J.R. Alexander was uh, par for the course with Garoppolo. Small books have been written in total over time regarding his inability to process over the middle of the field. So move him out and cut the field in half. Two simple keys to victory for the 49ers is this, or any other game. Don't rely on Garoppolo to hit the deep ball and really don't rely on him to extract potential openings in the middle of the field. He's going to be late to the party more often than not. This this one's pretty simple. Just make it easy for him. And take advantage of Green Bay's bad special teams. That's the other aspect of this. That's it. That's the only way you're going to beat the Packers. That's how they roll. Doug Farrar breaking it down. Looking at all the different scenarios in which the 49ers could actually beat the Packers. So get outside when it comes to the run game, break the edge, and make the field halfway for Garoppolo. So he just has one or two guys to throw to or move. That's it. And then hope that the the Packers special teams continues to be problematic. That's it. 
Packers are pretty strong everywhere else. The metric up the gut for run stuffing for the Packers, solid. For the outside, not so good. So we'll see how the Packers do. When we come back after the break, we'll tell you how they look at the Packers beating the 49ers in so many different ways. We'll get into that aspect when we come back. Uh, Everybody good today? Eric says, stomp on their throats and never let up. Jordan says, start the game off, no huddle, all gas, no breaks. How we looking? I would agree with that. Get into a rhythm early. You get a score early. Again, the, the way you're going to beat the 49ers and pretty much any team is get up a couple of scores on them early, allow Aaron Rodgers to do what he does, and then call it a day. That's it. Simple as that. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Watching a Badger game down at Nice Ash Cigar Bar, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. And uh, they've got music on the weekends, TVs all over. Great place for a cigar or a hookah, some really nice scotches and brandies, and uh, just a great atmosphere. So if you're looking for something to do coming up on Friday night down at Nice Ash, go to theniceash.com. That is theniceash.com. That's theniceash.com. Also, got to say thanks to our buddy Lyle and the whole gang out of JL Tire Service. They are uh, right off of 94 in Johnson Creek, just north of the highway, right between Milwaukee and Madison. And if you're an over-the-road driver, listen up, because they do brakes, they do tires, they do trailer work, whatever it is you need, they can get done for you. They're just fantastic people. And if you're just a soccer mom driving around needing some tires, or maybe you just need an oil change or brake work done or something, you you can stop in and Lyle treats you right. They're just really good people, and he has just received a civic award for all their philanthropic work in the community as well. So they're in Watertown and just north of 94 in Johnson Creek. That's JNLTire.com. That's JNLTire.com. Just good, good people. Gen- I, I love when we have just genuinely good people as our sponsors. So it's just fantastic. Uh, so for, as far as the Green Bay Packers, as far as the Green Bay Packers getting a win, um, there's some things the Packers have to do that when they do this and do it well, they look smooth. They look smooth. If, if Matt LaFleur is going to unseat his buddy, Kyle Shanahan, in a, again, a rematch, there's some keys. One is with the offense run with motion. Everybody pays attention to Aaron Rodgers, but Rodgers, once motion begins and he sees what your setup is, again, Matrix, they're good like that. Some misdirection, play action, but they're as good as anybody. When it when, when Rodgers sells it, man, oh, man, it is like watching art. It is living, breathing, moving motion art right in front of you. It is that fantastic the way he can actually manipulate the ball to make it look as if he did hand it off to Aaron Jones or if he did hand it off to Devontae Adams on a cross uh, in motion. But 
you know, and then pull it out, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's over the top to Josiah DeGuar or finding Lazard, or, you know, if the play does break down, he's still on the roll, he's still on the run. Here comes Randall Cobb out of nowhere. They find a 12-yard get down the middle. I mean, it's just a thing of beauty. The 49ers had more running plays with pre-snap motion this year than any other season, which would come as no surprise. They run more than most teams, and Kyle Shanahan uses pre-snap motion more often than anybody. But for all the obvious uh, passing acumen, the Packers are all over this as well. In the 2021 regular season, Green Bay ran 284 times with motion for 1,264 yards and 10 touchdowns. And in week three against the 49ers, against that aggressive front, and their linebackers, the Packers, ran 16 times with motion for 68 yards and a touchdown. So run with motion. Move guys around. And that gives you a lot of hop-step area where you get everybody crashing down one way, you hop-step back the other, you're good to go. Good to go. If the 49ers say, okay, we're going to take Devontae out of this, we're going man up, Right? 49ers have not played a lot of man coverage this season. And that's a good thing because they don't do it very well. This season, only the Rams and the Seahawks had fewer reps in cover zero, cover one, and two uh, than did the 49ers. And D'Amico Ryans, uh, the, the defense gave up 63 completions, 101 attempts for 961 yards, nine touchdowns, no picks, and an opponent QBR of 123.4. By far the worst in the National Football League. If they go man, if they press on the outside, and God forbid they go man with just Devontae Adams, just one up on Devontae, if they're going man, give it to them. Feed the beast down the side. Go. That's it. And uh, then the last but not least, so we know that Kyle Shanahan likes to lead with a run game. Okay? The best receiver in the game today caught 12 passes, 18 targets, 132 yards back in week three. It's Devontae Adams. All right. Uh, they got all kinds of really cool whip routes and such in the red zone. They have not been as successful in the red zone, though, as we know they were last year. The best receiver in the game today, again, Devontae Adams. But don't ignore the rest of what's out there. In the red zone, Rodgers looks more often than not for Devontae and the 50-50 ball if he needs to go to the end zone ignoring others that are open to move the sticks inside the 10. So the key to this is stick with your heart, and your heart is Devontae because he's going to be the guy more often than not that's going to be able to actually get open. But don't ignore the rest of the team in favor of Devontae. In the red zone, there is a lot of ways to move the football without forcing the ball to Devontae Adams. I mean, it's that simple. When, when Doug Farrar of USA Today and, and, and the, uh, the touchdown wire breaks it all down, he's like, look, the bottom line is motion with the offense because everybody's paying attention to Rodgers. Uh, if the 49ers are playing man, throw it deep because their man coverage sucks. And in the red zone, specifically when you get close to the red zone, don't just fo- focus on Avante. You know, your defense is going to have to play some decent coverage on the outside run. They're going to have, uh, obviously, if you get Jair back and you got Zedarius back and you got Whitney Merciless back, and they're going to be deep enough to run some things differently at the 49ers and what they did the, the first time. But protect Aaron Rodgers. And if you've got Warner and if you've got Bosa back, certainly that bolsters that that pass rush, no doubt about it. And Rodgers is not going to have as much time, so you're going to have to go with shorter routes unless they're playing just straight-up man on the outside. Then you can just toss it and let Devontae or whomever run under it. 
But for the most part, take advantage of what's there. Quick counts, motion, get rid of the ball, freeze the linebackers, freeze the outside rushers just a second, gives you a split second to get rid of the football, and you're good to go. Packers, for all intents and purposes, should win this game. Should win this game. No doubt. Um, Brett says, where is a good place to go before and after the Bucks game on Friday night? Well, depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a good meal, like a place to eat, sit down and eat dinner, uh, three blocks, four blocks up the street, uh, you don't go anywhere else but Calderon Club. Calderon or San Giorgio, two of the best places when it comes to Italian food and at uh, the Calderon Club and at uh, San Giorgio. They pair up the pizzas and such with uh, Point Brewing Cider Boys, and that's you ask for the Bill Michaels, you're good to go, okay? Now, which is fantastic, both of them are really, really good. Now, if you're going to go, say, to a sports bar, go to second and national to Stenny's. What you do is you park at Stenny's, you go in, you get the wings, you get the Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread, stuff your grill, take the shuttle to the game. Don't worry about parking. Take the shuttle to the game, go to the game, enjoy yourself, jump back on the shuttle, go back to Stenny's, sit down and watch some more. Watch some more sports. It's that simple. It's that simple. There you go. Um, Dragon says, waiting all week for Saturday night. I, I know, man. You can't, it can't get here quick enough. Uh, Dan says, Barocco misses you. We need first downs. Bucks regularly smash. Tight ends. Allen, smash. Wear him down. The more, up, uh, the more the offense is on the field, the better off our defense will be. We need 168 yards rushing. That's the magic number. Knock on wood. There you go. Uh, Merlin says usually comes down to defense uh, issues with the Packers not stepping, uh, not stopping the run or uh, out of position, which is what we talked about about setting the edge. So there you go. Everybody chiming in over in the Bud Light live stream. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. You can find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. And you can find us over on the Facebook fan page. Go to facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. YouTube, which uh, thank you so much. We continue to get subscribers for free and watching the program every day, which, by the way, we will have the cameras up and running on Saturday night, so you're going to get a good shot of the crowd. If you're in the crowd, come on out where you're best. If you're not in the crowd, you can watch the show and watch the crowd and watch the reactions and such coming up on Saturday night uh, with the Bud Light live stream. But the minute we go live, boom, it pops up on, on uh, YouTube and it comes right to your phone uh, or your tablet or whatever other device you're watching it on. So go to YouTube. Go YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, and and just subscribe. Clicks, it's free. Just uh, click it, and you're good to go, and it'll just pop right up for you. You can watch the show there. And then you can find us in all the podcasts and all that kind of good stuff over on Spotify, iTunes. You can find us on Google Podcasts. Just simply go to TheBillMichaels.com, TheBillMichaels.com. Plenty of ways to pay attention to the program. Matt says, Aaron Rodgers' legacy hangs in the balance. If he leaves after this year, he will not win another Super Bowl. So he knows this year is vital. Do you feel that he has undue pressure on him because of this? Um, Matt, let me, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw the question out there. I'll give you my answer when we come back. But that's, that's a great question. It, and we talked about this yesterday. Are you feeling it? Are you starting to feel some of the anxiety? We got into this yesterday because there's a reality to this. You know, there's a reality to all of this that 
fortunately, unfortunately, whatever it happens to be, this might, could be the last run, the last go-around for Aaron Rodgers if, indeed, um, you know, he should end up moving on at the end of the season. If for whatever reason they feel that uh, Jordan Love is capable of taking over this football team, that he may not be there. There's a legitimate reality to all of this. So is there undue pressure? That's a great question. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Coach on both sides of the ball. I'm sure they'll be ready for a lot of stuff that we're uh, we're doing, we're trying to do. It just comes down to execution in those moments. I think there's some opportunities for for those guys the other night, but it comes down to execution. And then and the Cowboys didn't execute. The Niners defense did. Uh, kept them out of the end zone uh, for much of that game. Coming to Lambeau on our field and our weather, and we feel good about the product we put on the field. And we got to go out and execute one more time. Got to do it one more time. And then another time, and then another time. They are three games away from winning the Lombardi Trophy. Three games away from winning the Lombardi Trophy. Uh, Rogers got into yesterday the discussion, and we're going to hear this coming up in the next hour, but got into the discussion about uh, his football mortality legacy and such. And uh, the question was posed, and I, I think it is a legitimate question, but I don't know what level of pressure there is, but is there a level of pressure that is on Aaron Rodgers because of the significance of the last dance post and everything that he's gone through this season and where he is with the organization. Now, he may, look, and, and this is the unknown, and, and this is, Nick, and the reason I bring this up, and Nick and a couple of people shot me this question over on Twitter, but this is the reason I bring it up. We don't know. We don't know what inside 1265 is like. We don't, we don't know. So if, if there is a belief where there has not been any discussion regarding future and there's a lot of uncertainty, yeah, there's a, there's a pressure to this. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers, even though he's Joe Cat, California cool, I'm sure he's feeling a level of anxiety thinking you got to win. You got to beat the 49ers. This is the team that didn't draft you and you have not had success against them in the postseason. And if you lose, this could be it. However, if we believe that he is like, you know what? I'm not going to go anywhere. I figured this out. They respect me. I respect them. I'm having a time in my life. Love the head coach. I, I just, this is, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to retire. This is where I want to set more records. This is what I want to do. Then he knows. Then, then there, that pressure is non-existent. This is what he had to say about this playoff run and how it will be a part of his legacy. It's all a part of it. Success is often based, you know, for quarterbacks on championships won a lot of times. I think success individually is much more than that. And failure, on the, on the flip side of that, failure is, is not, uh, in my opinion, shouldn't be based solely on, on your losses and your failures, your mistakes your low points. It's uh, so much more than that. It's, it's mindset. It's an approach. It's a total package. 
but I understand that in our business, so much of it is focused on the wins and losses, especially in the playoffs, Super Bowl rings and all that stuff. I understand that's part of uh, my legacy I'll be judged on when I'm done playing. And every year is important when it comes to furthering your legacy. Uh, I take a lot of pride in the success that we've had and that I've had, and I hope we can add to it both from a how we're judged standpoint and, and how we judge ourselves standpoint. So there you go. It's it's Rogers saying, look, uh, you know, my career is my career. People are going to judge it. And people put far too much pressure on the losses in big games because it's such a team sport, not an individual sport. Well, when you're a quarterback, when you're when you're a quarter, and, and again, I went through the list of of multi-time Super Bowl winners, including Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Bart Starr. You know, you go through that list. I mean, Brady goes without saying. I mean, that's just the king of all rings, but. There is a legacy. If Rodgers could win not just one, but two more Super Bowls in the remainder of his career, he's into a different strata. Because even though guys like you know Bradshaw, okay, do we consider Terry Bradshaw to be the best quarterback ever? No, of course not. But he was on teams and led teams that were numerous times successful in Super Bowls. He gets that cachet. He's got that level. Now, granted, he's become somewhat of a caricature when it comes to, you know, Fox's coverage, but that's neither here nor there. When you talk about the actual playing days, the reality of it is Terry Bradshaw is on a whole different level. He's a different level of royalty. Rodgers getting a couple more rings, not only getting a couple more rings, but doing it being the best quarterback statistically to really ever play the game. It would put him into he would be one a and one b with Tom Brady, depending on if you look at it as the technical aspect of playing the quarterback position or the championships one. But but it would be one a and one b. That's why he has to have it. So regardless of whether or not Rogers is um, is with Green Bay. Just career-wise alone, he, he's he's got to get there. There's pressure there. Uh, Dennis says this game should not come down to a field goal. Packers are better no matter what the experts think. Uh, will they play the uh, the way they uh, – will they play that way is the question. And I don't want to hear the rust BS. Um, rest and rust, yeah, very, very real. It's just – which is why when we go back to uh, one of the comments earlier over on the Bud Light live stream saying, you know, come out almost into a, a no huddle, a hurry up offense to get yourself into a rhythm. That might be the way to go. You, you know, cool, calm and collected. That's one thing. But get yourself into a fast rhythm. That might be another way to go. It wouldn't I put it this way. I wouldn't put it past Matt LaFleur. Uh, William said, it's like Kevin Green used to say, it's time our defense needs to show up, make a statement, stuff them, and make them feel the cold. Kevin Green was big on that. Make a statement. Give me a play. Give me a play that says you will not sur- you will not survive. And Kevin Green was always like, there's always a couple of defensive plays in a game that change the tide. You've got to make those plays defensively. Can the Packers do that? We'll wait and see. You hope, but we'll wait and see. 
877-867-1670. Phone lines are wide open. 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from our friend Michael. Uh, he says, uh, down here in Lake Geneva, are you coming down for the ice castles at any point? Uh, I think the Packers are going to get the win, but it's going to be a hard-fought game. I don't think Green Bay is going to come out firing all, on all cylinders. It's going to take them the first quarter just to get it together, and then after that they should be able to cruise. But by then, it'll be a nail-biter. Uh, let me answer your first question. And uh, Am I going to get down to the ice castles down in Lake Geneva? Which is, by the way, if you've never been, it's fantastic down there. The Lake Geneva ice castles, they're just amazing. Um, and this year, because of the, I mean, remember, was it what, last year or two years ago? They couldn't even do them because it was so warm. This year, ice castles are up, and, yeah, it's pretty pretty damn cool. Uh, I have only been one time uh, because this time of year, I don't necessarily get down to Lake Geneva very often. But considering Sunday, uh, I don't have a Packers game. Maybe I head down that direction. But that might be about it. After that, we're full-blown into, into postseason coverage and – heading out to L.A. And, and getting ready for Super Bowl. So, But it's really cool. I saw them, the, one of the local television stations were, were down there the other day and showing all the different sculptures and such. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, but going back to your other question about getting off to a slow start, this is what I'm talking about. When I don't – the rest versus rust and all that kind of stuff, there's a lot of cliches that go into this. The bottom line is you got to come out and run your offense, run your defense. you got to make a little bit of a statement. What you don't want – is to win the coin toss, defer, and watch them run it right down your throat on the opening drive. Now, to the Packers' credit, we have seen that happen at times this year, and then after that, the Packers' defense has figured it out and become stout, and it's not the imposing runaway game that we all thought after the opening drive when we all were completely frustrated and pulling out our hair. That was the feeling out process. Unfortunately, it cost you points along the way. So, to me... I if I'm Joe Barry, I don't necessarily get out of what it normally is I do, but I think I I throw a few things at him. You know, I go back to what he did in the second now, granted it's the Detroit Lions. But early on, against New Orleans, against the Lions, there wasn't much pressure. There wasn't much of anything, you know? And it was it was rather slow. And methodical and zone and, you know, give, giving up chunks of yards. And all, there's points on the board. And you're like, what the hell? You're supposed to be this championship-level team, and you're allowing these teams just to run all over you. And then after that, they kind of solidified things. I would hope that he does a few things differently. Come out and hard man. Blitz. You know, put Garoppolo under pressure right away. You know, see if you can't force him into a mistake early. You know, and then kind of go from there. I would rather see you go down swinging aggressively than to say, well, we tried to make plays passively and I was afraid to do this because we couldn't set the edge or we couldn't do this. Go down swinging. You know, not to say you're going down, but if you're going to win, go down, you know, and if you're going to give things up, go down giving things up swinging and doing everything that you could possibly do to be aggressive. Now, granted, eventually that aggressiveness They'll take advantage of that. Shanahan's very smart at seeing what it is you're going to do. But it would be out of character. And then if you happen to get a turnover, you get the ball back, you get a three and out, you get a stop, you turn the ball over to your offense. If your offense puts points on the board, you're off and running. You know? You're off and running. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, by all means, do so. Um, By the way, Jeff says, punch up Eagle River ice castles. 
I'll have to do that. I have not seen that. Um, Dennis says, uh, Rogers is fantastic. It's still a team sport. When he's gone, it's going to be a very sad day in Packer Nation. Dennis, uh, I hate to say it, but I very, very, very much uh, agree with you. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, chime in on the program, by all means do so. This portion of the program brought to you by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. By the way, they are working in conjunction with Jesse James Dupree of the band Jackal. And uh, they're taking some people down to uh, Daytona in March. And you got a shot at winning, winning the uh, the Harley-Davidson they're giving away, which is beautiful, custom Harley-Davidson. If you haven't been there, go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. Working with uh, Jesse and the gang and everything, and uh, one of the dealerships that, I mean, they're doing it all over, but uh, they've really kind of promoted it and done a fine job. But if you're looking for uh, some of the new bikes that are starting to roll in, motor clothes, parts, excellent service, getting your bike all tuned up, ready to go for the riding season, start thinking about it now at wishd.com. That is wishd.com. More of the Bill Michaels Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers practice outdoors, and it was the first time reporters got to see the players up close since the bye. Receiver Marquez Valdez-Scaling was limited with the back injury he suffered in Detroit. Right tackle Billy Turner was full participation after missing the last four games with a sprained knee. What about left tackle David Bakhtiari, Matt LaFleur? He will not be out there today. Any concern there? Uh, No, I mean, just it's more load management and... um, like always, you guys get tired of me saying it, but we'll, we'll see how he's feeling tomorrow and, and the next day and see where he's at on game day. Now the Packers beat the 49ers week three on a last-second field goal. It was the start of a four-game losing streak for San Francisco. Since then, they've won five of their last six. How much has that helped their confidence? 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan. Our, our guys are real confident. Uh, I think they've been that way for a while. You know, it took us a while to earn that. The way this year started out, we went into the year confident, had some rough patches, but uh, we've been we've believed in our team for a while, and, and we've always felt we could play with anyone, and um, we've been doing that at some times, especially this last month or so, but uh, we feel real good about ourselves, and we're up for this challenge this week. 49ers receiver Debo Samuel not only had three catches against the Cowboys Sunday, he also rushed for 72 yards and a touchdown, lining up as a running back. The Packers' Devontae Adams was asked if he'd ever play running back. No, not for me. Not for me. It, I think it's cool for him. It's good for his body type. He, he's built more like that, uh, kind of like a, you know, a hybrid in between back and, and wide out. So um, it works well for him. And not that I couldn't do it, but I'm a receiver. So. Our good buddy Mike Clemens, he is brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. They have been a huge supporter of Mike and his broadcast and everything green and gold that he brings to the table and uh, say thanks to them. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, just a mile from Lambeau Field. And if you're looking to uh, set yourself up for some additional stays, go to BayMotelGreenBay.com. That is BayMotelGreenBay.com. And they have the Bay Family Restaurant there. When all the other restaurants are crowded, you can sometimes find Mike in there eating the chili. Chili's good, uh, but they have homestyle cooking seven days a week. Uh, That is the Bay Motel Green Bay, uh, right there on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them today for reservations, 920-494-3441. 920-494-3441. Tell them Mike Clemens sent you. 
our good buddy Mike. There is nobody better in the business than our pal Mike Clements. Um, do the Packers have undue pressure on them because of this whole last dance scenario? And uh, Jesus, and I'm pr- assuming that's the way you pronounce it, says that uh, only the Packers know whether or not they actually want Aaron Rodgers back and whether uh, Rodgers has intentions of coming back. Uh, so for us to determine whether or not there's pressure, uh, I think we would be just guessing at best. And, Jesus, that's exactly what we were talking about. If we don't know what's going on behind the walls at 1265, and say Gutekind and Rodgers have already had these conversations where he's like, yeah, we'd love to have you back, man. You know, I don't know what the, the offseason is going to hold. Let's go get them. Let's win a championship. But we'd love to have you back. You know that. You know, hey, let's work on this. What do you think about this next year? Well, you know, I, I, I don't know what conversation. I can't imagine a conversation that's already leading into the offseason and next year. But let's just say there is one. And Rodgers is like, yeah, this is, this is where I want to be. This is home. Then he doesn't have any pressure. He doesn't have that pressure. I mean, this group of guys we know will not look the same next year because of the salary cap situation, but he knows where his home is. He knows what he's going to be doing next season. He knows his his hands are going to be under Josh Myers' ass, and, and he knows he's quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and there's more records to be had. Okay, he knows that. But if there hasn't been any of these discussions and there hasn't been – any indication, which I think at this point would be a little bit crazy if I'm Brian Gutekunst and I'm, I'm seriously thinking about bringing this guy back, not to have an indicator to say, hey, you know, this is, you know, we really, um, this is your home, man. This is, we want you to break all the records here. You know, something that extends that olive branch. Um, if there isn't any of that, then yeah, there's a level of pressure because you know you lose Saturday, you lose the following championship Sunday, that's it. You you don't know if you're going to be able to say, end your career in Green Bay, be the all-time anything and everything in Green Bay. You don't know that. So you're absolutely right. So on one hand, could be no big deal. Could be, you know, hey, all the fans are worried about it. I'm not because I know I'm coming back. On the other hand, it could be, hey, all the fans are worried about it. So am I because I don't know what's happening. You know, uh, Rich says, listening while at work on the phone. L- Rich, excellent. Good stuff. Uh, Robin, maybe the Packers should use some of their stock sale money to fix the glitches with the communication department to uh, go do player video conferences. Uh, Robin, they have, uh, I- I'm going to say this, they've gotten better. The whole world as we know it has changed. Doing these press conferences via Zoom sucks. Not being allowed in a locker room right now sucks. And it's not it's not because we want to go mix and mingle. Okay, that's not it. It's what you get. It's the truth that you get. And by that I mean when you're in there and you're talking to a guy and there's 20 microphones in his face and it's like, you know, say David Bakhtiari. Hey, hey Bach, how you doing? I'm feeling good. I got this. You know, hey, the doctors are going to do this, this, and this. You know, and I'm going to go, okay, great. And then all the microphones are like, okay, you know, box done. So now we're going to run over and talk to, you know, a Devonta Adams. But you get a chance. If you're smart, you stick around. You're like, you know, so can I ask you a couple more questions? Just one or two. 
So with that knee and getting it drained, is that something that you have to do all the time? Or is that something that was just that one-off, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, then he starts to get into that description. Yeah, you know, well, it's, it's kind of that one-on-one conversation. But still, you're a media member. You get that information, you know? Yeah, when I went home, I banged it on the carpet. I was playing with the kids and, you know, and, and oh, so it wasn't on the practice field. It was you, you banged it on the coffee table. So you start to get some of these things. So when it comes to information as to what's going on and, and, and as the G turns, you get a lot of this stuff. It's not just us. It's, it's, it's everybody. We all want to know. Hey, Aaron, how'd you bust up your toe? You know? Were you going through a workout in the basement, down there lifting, you know, one of those 45-pound weights you went to take it off of the bar and you slipped right out of your hands and fell on your toe? Was that it? Or were you playing guitar and singing and dancing and spinning around the, uh, the, 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 you know, the house there and getting crazy and you were, I got COVID, bang, banged it on a coffee table. How'd it happen? doesn't change things, but there's stories to all of this. We miss that. You know, we miss that. Or you miss a story about, you know, hey, yeah, boy, for the first time, my parents are going to be in the crowd. For the first time, you know, I'm, hey, I just got engaged and my fiance is bringing up all of her family. You know, you get that kind of human interest stuff, the cool side of things. Uh, Rich says, how big of a factor is it going to be that Jimmy G has never started an NFL game with a temperature under 40 degrees, much less with a torn ligament in his thumb and a bad shoulder? I think, you know what? I'll bring this up when we come back. Right, that's a great question. Rich, you hang in there. You the man. James Jones, Packers, former wide receiver. He's going to join us next. Stay tuned. This is going to be a good one. We're going to talk with James about all of this. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 